This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson. The topic of today's podcast is defining reading. Now, this is an excerpt from a book I wrote back in 2008 calling, uh, called Teaching Reading and Writing, Research-Based Strategies for Teachers, Tutors, Parents, and Paraprofessionals. And it was published by Roman and Littlefield Education. So, defining reading. Being a good teacher of reading starts with understanding what reading is. What exactly happens between text and brain and idea when we engaged in this delightful magical practice we call reading? Four big ideas to think about. Number one, reading is the practice of using text to create meaning. Two key words here are creating and meaning. If there is no meaning being created, there's no reading taking place. For example, let us say that little Billy encountered the following bit of text. It says, Pixo brum sampo et meo gamma burpo blaft darft. And he pronounced it perfectly. Little Billy could certainly examine the arrangement of letter groupings and make the appropriate sounds for each, but unless he was some sort of super psychic transcendental human being, these would be meaningless series of squeaks and grunts, and as such he would not be reading. Therefore, we can assume that sounding out words are simply barking sounds into the air, woof, woof, like a trained seal, is not necessarily reading. However, if I gave that same little Billy a Superman comic strip with all the dialogue removed, he'd be able to look at the pictures and get a sense of what's going on. In this case, little Billy is using a text, a picture text, and he's creating meaning. Thus, we can say with all the certainty in the world that little Billy is indeed reading. Now, this means that every child can read the first day of kindergarten. That is, every child can pick up a picture book and tell you what it's about. While young children may rely more on picture clues than letter clues, this will gradually change as they experience more print and get small bits of instruction along the way. Idea number two, reading is a constantly developing skill. Like any skill, we get better at reading by practice. And conversely, if we do not practice, we'll not get better at our skills, and our skills may indeed even deteriorate. From age 3 to 103, reading practice is what helps us become better readers. Now at age 63, I'm a better reader this year than I was last year because I've read thousands of more words and have been exposed to hundreds of new concepts and ideas. This influx of words and concepts has enhanced the processing that takes place as my eyeballs encounter text and my brain tries to make sense of it. I'm just a microsecond or two quicker and more efficient than I was last year. Now, at age 64, I hope to be an even better reader. Practice. Idea number three. Reading integrates visual and non-visual information. 
during the act of reading, the visual information is found on the page. This combines with the non-visual information contained in your head to create meaning. In that way, what's in your head is just as important as what's on the page in the process of creating meaning, which is reading. To illustrate, one day, because I had nothing better to do, I decided to read Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time, one of those books I always wanted to get to. Now, once I began reading, I discovered that even though my little eyeballs hit every word, I had very little idea about what I was reading. This was because the file folder in my head, cognitive scientists call it a schema, that schema related to physics contained very little information. Schemata, which is the plural form of schema, are the organized packages of knowledge your brain uses to arrange and group similar experiences and concepts. Schemata are the files in the file cabinet in your head. And because of my puny, nearly empty schema related to physics, I had to read, reread, and re-reread each chapter several times. Now, as I read more books on this subject, I slowly got better at understanding books in this area. Now, on the other hand, I recently looked at a textbook related to literacy. Here, I was able to skim it rather quickly, comprehend all of it, and remember a great deal of what I read. The same brain was used to read both texts, the difference was this brain has a great deal of stuff floating around inside related to reading instruction and very little related to physics. And the fourth idea, reading is the act of linking one idea to another. Putting ideas together to create a sensible whole is the essential part of reading. As well, linking one idea to another is more powerful and more efficient and more effective than linking one letter to another. That's because ideas hold more stuff than single letters do. Now, this doesn't mean that we should ignore letters and letter sounds in our early instruction. It just means that we should focus on ideas first. The four ideas here Number one, reading is the practice of using text to create meaning. Number two, reading is a constantly developing skill. Number three, reading integrates visual and non-visual information. And number four, reading is the act of linking one idea to another. I hope you have a little better understanding of what this process is. I hope you are better able to define reading. This has been the Reading Instruction Show.